open up our butts with the Chuck Tingle, oops, the Chuck Tingle quotes. All right, we, we're, we now bring you to a, a reading in progress of a Chuck Tingle quote from Amanda. Okay, well, I'm looking, I'm, I'm well, looking one while, up at the moment. Okay, while so. you do that, uh, me and Victor are going to talk about this doorknob game that you tried to foist upon me. Okay, so you can't just willy-nilly walk around the world farting whenever you want to. I, I argue um, in opposition to that. <laughs> so that's why they invented um, doorknobs. Right. So if you fart, I can call doorknobs, and then I can keep punching you, giving you um, charley horses in your arm until you touch an actual doorknob. Unless you say safety before I get to say doorknobs. Uh, so... um. My question to you is, what if the guy you're punching is practiced at punching people back? <laughs> See, this is contingent on you being the biggest dude, in the, like you being the big brother. Yeah. If you're the big brother, you can play this game all day long. Yeah. Or if you're an abusive uncle, I guess. I don't know. Uh, it's like, oh, did my, it's like my, my stepson farted again. Punch, punch, punch. Yeah, it's probably only between um, like teenage friends and uh, siblings. Yeah, and we're both in our 30s, so, you know, I'm, I'm well past the part where I let people just punch me repeatedly for farting. But you should know that the game exists. I, I'm aware the game exists now, and I thank you for that warning. <laughs> so I hope someone says doorknobs, you know, and then I see them, like, reeling. You down. might see someone uh, uh, just say safety every once in a while because it's so ingrained in them. Oh, uh, yeah. From, like, childhood. Well, yeah, They'll just it, say safety. It's like if a soldier hears, like a, like, a loud bang, they might, like drop to their knees and bring up like a phantom rifle. It's like, it's, it's PTSD from your childhood when you yeah. were beaten by your brother. So you fart and you're all like, safety! <laughs> it's like if you oh. fart in your sleep, you just wait, safety, safety! <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my brother's not here. My brother's not here. He's in, he's in prison for selling meth. Okay. Yeah, so like, that's, that's what you think people would play the safety game, huh? Yes. And growing up, <laughs> you go to prison for meth. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I think of people who play safety. Okay, Amanda. Uh, so you know what that is now? Did you hear us? No. Okay, so basically if you fart. Yeah. And you have to say safety or you get punched a bunch of times. Yes, because if, if I fart, like I just did walking up here. Mm -hmm. I can, I have to call, if I call doorknobs, mm -hmm. I can keep punching him until he touches, until he reaches a doorknob. Okay. But unless he says safety first. Yeah. Right. Then you can't. And I always give someone a chance. That's to, the rules. I always give someone a chance to say safety. Mm -hmm. Okay, so. Uh, <laughs> it's very, very magnanimous of you. <laughs> What if it's not like a fart and you just like keep punching them and and you just like he like pulls out it his was chair like yeah what he if... pulls his chair out uh -huh. and it's like doorknob punch <laughs> 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 like, like, the, the police officer shows up later it's like so wait let me hear this one more time it's like well he farted and uh, he didn't call safety, <laughs> didn't call safety. and, the, guy, like, and yeah. the police officer's like oh you have to say safety <laughs> he's like I didn't fart it was a chair he's in, he's in a gurney. <laughs> <laughs> picking him up and loading him into the ambulance. <laughs> it wasn't a fart. It was like, I always wonder if like you're in the middle of the desert. Yeah. You know, and there's no doorknobs anywhere. Oh, you're fucked. You get, hopefully you're carrying a doorknob with you. <laughs> I mean, what counts? What if you draw a picture of a doorknob? Oh, so or, yeah, the sand. Huh? I mean, I don't the know. The rules change on road trips I've read on um, Urban Dictionary. Oh, yeah? yeah? Yeah. Door handles can count. Okay. You know. Okay, so here. Um, Amanda, I think you found your... your okay. Now, give us a nice sensual read. Okay. The size of this beast, however, is more than anything I've ever known possible, based on the huge brown eye that hovers just above the waterline, reflecting back the light of the fire towards us. 
I would guess that his beast is at least 12 meters long, cheek to cheek. And that, of course, is uh, by Chuck Tingle from Budgeton, The Final Days of Pounding Ass. <laughs> I don't know what I just heard. He could have been talking about anything. It's right a there. huge beast with a giant butthole. Yeah, they should get oh. the brown eye part. The brown eye. I brown thought eye. it was and maybe like a, a cyclops dinosaur type thing. We were just year. watching Jurassic Park yeah. trailers. It, we he were. has. He talks a lot about dinosaurs. There's a lot of like interspecial relationships. I mean, like any good furry, he's gonna. Yeah. yeah. What are some of the top ten <laughs> interspecial like relationships? Human and unicorns. Human and unicorn. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, in, in terms of the world, there's always like goats Male and unicorn sheets. on a female human? Oh, God, no. I think it's male and male. I mean, that's just... Oh, is it all male and male on this? I think so. <laughs> that's what it seems like it, it is. Really, it really does. Your face, you're like, oh. Like you're hoping for something a little more anime -y. A female, you want that female unicorn. <laughs> well, um, I'm not sure I want to bring this up on the... I was gonna talk about the speaking. guys. Look up um, Laura Croft, and yeah, just look up Laura Croft. Tomb see where it comes. See where it takes you. Okay. Laura Croft Rule Thirty Four probably. Would be yeah, nice. yeah, yeah. Rule Thirty Four. Okay. Well, going back to um, what uh, things that only adolescent boys do. Um, your girlfriend was making fun of me for having a, a well-defined shotgun. Uh, system for who sits in front mm -hmm. and I, I asked some other friends of mine and it seems like anyone with brothers they have like rules set up and a, and a whole framework for how to get your you know sitting up front yeah anyone she was more this? commenting on that that is a game not like a, a it, structure system it is not a game at all <laughs> just because somebody benefits from something doesn't mean it's a game like a line then is a game whoever gets the line first wins the game of getting served first at McDonald's. Is shotgun a game? Like, if you go out there and you go, shotgun, that's like a game, right? Yeah, I It's like the so. safety... I, I disagree, like, feverishly <laughs> against that. So what, what would you call it? I'd call it an organizational system in order to keep brothers from beating the shit out of each other. But then it means, like, someone's in charge of it, right? Oh, no, there are rules. The rules are in charge. So, so just whoever says it first? Whoever says it first. That way you can't have something like, I'm the oldest. Well, I have the biggest dick. Well, But that's an organizational system, too. I'm the oldest. Exactly. But, and, and, but it's less fair because you can't, like, no one can be older suddenly than their older brother. Well, until they turn 18 and then they have to leave. They go to college. But then if they're ever back at home, the older brother... I'm assuming still... they're driving by that point. Well, yeah. Not everyone can get cars. There's this thing called poverty. It's true. <laughs> See, that's, and that's what shotgun helps. It's the great equalizer among brothers. I don't know. I do. It's, to me, when I did it growing up, it was like a game. Like, I'm going yeah. to say it. He doesn't know I'm going to say it. Shotgun! Wait, we always knew we were going to say it because we know we all want to sit up front. No, because people forget. People forget, so like, oh, we're walking out to the car or whatever. Or maybe, like, we haven't left yet. Someone yeah. yells it, and it's like, it's too early. No, I said it. Now, see, that's where the rules come in. You, you, you don't just say shotgun like the night before. Like uh -huh. Most people have the rules where either you have to see the car or you have to be walking to the car to start your trip. Then you can say shotgun. But if you, you can't be like, okay, so we're Rules? Going. That sounds like a game. Well, there's also like rules like you can't murder people. That doesn't make it like life a game. That means you just can't murder people. I don't know. I'd say it's a game. I'd, I'd say you're a bad person for counter contradicting me. <laughs> is what I, I mean, well, systems like, like, you know, making reservations at 
restaurants and stuff and laws like killing people like that's like to make society function right but exactly but shotgun because they're necessary but shotgun is ne- not necessary because you can just as adults you can be like hey do you want well, to sit in the front you know <laughs> right well it's a system to control you think it's a system to control children and, and their well, behavior and immature adults <laughs> to control immature adults and, and children and children yes okay because that way you don't have like two two boys beating the crap out of each other. You know they would. Yeah. Unless, you should teach your brother safety. I no, they're they're already both adults. Oh, okay. It's, it's too late. <laughs> One works at a bank, the other works as a uh, go super to technician. his go to his bank. His bank. And fart in fart. there. <laughs> go up to his his. No, wait. His better yet, wait for him to fart when he's not like paying attention, and then be like, door no. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Punch him. <laughs> And he's like, what's happening? Just beat the shit out of him. Like, get up, wipe your... You didn't call safety. Just walk away. I only stopped because my fists got tired. <laughs> Throw a doorknob at him. You should do it. I hear people fart a lot in yoga classes. Oh, yeah. You should call doorknob. Yeah, you call, should. That's something... Yeah, that's a time like when you have to bend over. That's like It's like squeezing a tube of toothpaste. There's no way you can't fart. You know what the number one Johnny Knoxville jackass uh, routine I remember? What? He ate like uh, like two or three. I'm maybe conflating this in my head. Uh, bean and cheese burritos. Oh, my God. And then he took a yoga class. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, what I used to like to do, so this is a bit of a story, since we don't have many stories. Uh, I, I would I would have definitely doorknobbed that asshole. <laughs> <laughs> so if someone like, kept farting and it was like smelly, I was like, Unintentionally. That's it. Doorknob. <laughs> yeah. She just gets a, a sock with a doorknob in it and yeah. fits you. <laughs> so no, what, what what I found um, as a as a young as a lad is mm-hmm. um uh, if I ate a lot of high protein diet I could fart for like hours, mm-hmm. like to the point where I when I lived with my parents back in, when I was in high school, I I was down the hall from the living room and at a certain point they say close your door because it would waft it down to the living is room. Is that like protein powder? Uh, chill. Oh, chill. Okay. But when, mm. I, when I moved to Minnesota for a while to be with my family there, um, what I would do is, when I was driving my brothers around, because I was the oldest and I had to help them with their chores and errands, um, I would fart silent. Mm-hmm. And then I would say, hey, what's that smell? And people's immediate instinct, if you don't go, ew, is to get a big, deep whiff. <laughs> and it worked every time. Like, once a week, I would get They're both awful. Oh, yeah. Then, you need more digestive enzymes. Well, now I, I'm, I'm better now. Obviously. Okay. But at the time, I was like eating just meat, chili, like mm. a Dairy Queen double burgers. <laughs> you really ripped at the time, weren't you? Oh, let me tell you, I was. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I remember. Peak, peak physical performance mm-hmm. at that time. But that's how I tortured my brothers was with um, flatulence. My brother did that to me and my sister. Oh, that's how yeah. Like but does. he would he what he would do is he would roll up all the windows and lock them. Yep. Because he was the oldest and he got to sit in the front. Yep. And he would roll up the windows and hit lock. And. And you just knew it, and there was nothing you could do. He was going to fart. No, what's better, what's, what, what's even better is when you live in Minnesota, mm-hmm. and it's winter, yeah. and it's negative 20 out. Yeah. So opening the windows is not going to happen. You could die. Yeah, you could literally just <laughs> So it's like this or death. It would, it's like the day after tomorrow in your car, basically. That end scene where they're running away from cold, you know? It's like that. What's that movie where they're on that train? You seen that? Oh, Snowpiercer. Oh, Snowpiercer. yeah. And then and they, they stick eat... the guy's arm out the window. Yeah. And that's his punishment, and then it freezes off. Yep. And they eat the ground up like bugs. cockroaches and yeah. bugs. Yeah. Oh, that movie was messed up and weird. That's kind of fun. Yeah, that was a good. I heard them turning that into a show. A sh- like a TV show, like 
train mm-hmm. the TV show. It's like Thomas mm-hmm. the Tank Engine for adults. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thomas the fucked up train engine yeah. that like never stops. Social commentary in the form of like a really meta like Locomotion. you know uh, analogy. Yeah. Locomotive based social commentary is my favorite kind of social commentary. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's that's the that's the episode title. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Nailed it. Nailed it. Pounded oh, it the okay. ass. Okay. Um, What's the number one? Uh, Maybe this might lead into our next okay. thing. Is there social commentary in Super Awesome Showdown? What's the number one social commentary that we've, well, we've done that, that you've bad, noticed or picked up on? Bad guys are bad. We've done a rich, rich versus poor stuff. I know, yeah. That's Yeah, most recently I think there has. And that big business um, can get away with some really messed up stuff like experimenting on people oh, yeah. and holding people prisoner and making people do things they don't want to do. Oh yeah, it's, it's it's basically the umbrella corporation, but slightly less gruesomely evil. Mm-hmm. So that's nice. Because yeah. we don't have like really politics. We, yeah, we try to. There's no that. like intergalactic space commission. There was once there was a commission for the time cops, but they were corrupt. So yeah, that was really more like a bureaucracy. Like, that, that was a bureaucracy. Like, yeah, they told the, the, the yeah. time cops what to do. Yeah, so it's, it's more like yeah, a command structure. That that's it. Uh, we had like a uh, a gay wedding. That's true, but but it's like it's Some like really interspecial too, and it's like <laughs> outer space. I feel I feel like they wouldn't use those terms. Yeah, it's just it's just marriage to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Like one of them was like blue. What was she? She was um a Neptunia. Neptunia. From the, I forgot the name of the. Oh, remember in your garage we did that like pinup photo shoot when she was done with her green. Yeah, screen. that came in handy. I used one of those for the poster. Yeah. Yeah. It looks weird because like I'm scrolling through my pictures uh, for a friend or something. I'll go past a whole bunch of like this blue chick like in pinup poses. Like yeah. I know that's from a show thing. I'm not weird, I swear. <laughs> See, that's why Star Trek as a kid was immediately, you know, uh, you know, eye candy for oh, not yeah. eye candy, but you know what I mean. No, like Major Kira from DS Nine. Like they poured mm-hmm. her into like her her onesie like Bajoran uniform. No characters like that on Babylon Five that I can recall. Nope, they they all wear robes. <laughs> a lot of robes. They're all uh, most of them are dignitaries, so it's a lot of robes. Uh, lame. It's so lame. No, no sexiness at all. That's why it's cool to watch it as a kid. Like, but I mean, see blue people. But but the thing is about like Babylon Five <laughs> is like you see the aftermath of sex though, so you never see like Riker and uh, and um, Deanna Troy like laying in bed together after doing it. But he, you've seen it with other. He's done it with other people when he when oh, yeah. goes to Risa too. Oh, he does go to Risa. Yeah, Risa too. Doesn't count. What, that's, that's they... God's blind spot. Okay, my favorite <laughs> Riker moment oh, yeah. is, um, well, second is the chair situation, him sitting in chairs, like all oh, those yeah, times he's... that he's gotten into a chair funny. He, he, gets a, he sits in a chair in a way that gets dominance over the chair. <laughs> yeah. But, like, he's really, like, cool and calm oh, yeah. and stuff when he talks. But when he gets abducted by aliens. Oh, yeah, and then he, the, he's losing sleep. So it's like... What is it? It's the year 2400 or something in Star Trek? And there's, Next still, generation. Alien and there's still alien abductions. It's great. They're on a starship going faster than the speed of light. <laughs> and they're still And Riker's still looking up. Like, I, don't, I lost time. Uh, I don't oh. know. Like I, Something happened to my arm. He's a Midwestern accent away from, from me. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I was like, I saw a bright light. It's like you're the commander on a starship and you know like Klingons and Vulcans and there's aliens on your ship right now. But you're... Well, remember, Deanna Troy There's did, still aliens that are still higher than all of us? I yeah. don't know. Remember, Deanna Troy did get, um, uh, let's let's say, involuntary impregnated by... She was what? totally raped by that light I wanna, orb. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to go light, but... I saw where it went. It went right up yeah, her, it, you know what. Went up her gooch, and uh, 
So all those fan theories, I got to look this up because like, what do they claim that Borg is the most advanced uh, species in Star Trek universe? Oh, yeah. I claim that it's the ones that were abducting Riker. Yeah, they didn't even know. They could actually fight the, the, the Borg. Yeah. These guys that were abducting them, they're like, I don't know, that's just another mystery. At least as far as, I, I don't know how it ended. I think they did confront these aliens. They did, yeah. He, they found a way to wake him up after the, they did some um, some hypnosis. Oh, yeah. And they, they were in the holodeck, and it's the one of the few times the holodeck didn't try to kill everyone. <laughs> and uh, so it starts with a wooden table, and, they, and there's like th- like three other people were getting abducted, too. Yeah. So I remember that episode now. It's, it's coming back to me. It's worth a watch. Yeah. Uh, speaking of things that are worth um, ingesting, I'd like to do another podcast uh, recommendation. I like to do one once a week. You want to stay and want to hear the podcast that I just listened to today that I really like? I wanted to hear um, or we could, what your <laughs> holodeck fantasies were, but uh, my holodeck <laughs> fantasy would be to not get caught having my holodeck fantasy. Oh, because you, you remember, um, remember, uh, was it um, at the time, uh, Lieutenant Barkley? They busted in because he was getting holodeck addicted, oh. and he had this just narcissistic dream of like. Counselor Troy, like, being at his feet, and Riker being a complete puss. He just programmed this thing where he was, like, the god king. Okay, I think I remember that one, yeah. And really, my thing is, like, I hope it beams out whatever fluids you leave in the holodeck. Yeah. After you, like, you, you, you turn it off. Because it all just goes away, right? Yeah. So if you've finished in a woman, mm-hmm. or a hollow woman, I guess, and then it just slaps the floor when she goes away, <laughs> is it your job to now mop the holodeck, or do you just get some well, ensign? So they turn. They found out a way to turn like matter into energy, and right. vice versa. So maybe that just the matter that you expel turns exactly. into energy. I exactly hope so. So you don't like walk it's in. It's actually like, powering the holodeck. Everyone's jizz. <laughs> jizz, jizz it's very green. Very it's sustainable. very green and sustainable. <laughs> that, be the, yeah, that's the only way. Because that'd be the worst thing. Like the captain comes in next to to like reenact like classic literature. Yeah. And he's like, okay, so Orthel. <laughs> <laughs> like, I know. I know. Picard's like holodeck fantasies are so like PG. So He's like, I want to go reenact Shakespeare. I want to be a twenties. Yeah. He does the um. <laughs> I want to be a twenties mobster. Yeah, he's a he's a private dick. Like, where's where's Picky the um, Mine would just it wouldn't it wouldn't have any like story. It would just be like just be, you know I'd, I'd just be on a giant planet and it would just be like you know hordes of women. Oh, yeah, just, it might would be anime. anime yeah. Just hands off. Oh, hands off. It would just be like you know just a marathon of just just. Like, I guess there would be a story, I guess. Show up like... to work depleted every day. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Once it's over, I need to get back to the holodeck. Yes. The planet needs me. <laughs> yeah, the, the planet of Nico Nico girls. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> and if your podcast can't top that. Yeah, it really can't. <laughs> uh, but, uh, I, I like this podcast. It's called The Amelia Project. So basically, it's a short series of short stories where they get someone in who wants to disappear, and they want to do it in very specific ways. So like the first one, uh, this woman wants to disappear in a way that um, shames her husband, and she pays for it by not only giving him the keys to her her mansion that he now she now has to leave, and saying just take everything, but also like arranges to die fake die in a way that leaves him traumatized. Uh, they do the Loch Ness monster. They do a woman who can travel through time. And they do someone who's trapped in a podcast. So they, like, hop between a bunch of different podcasts and say, oh, do you want to live at this podcast? How about this one? And so it, it's starting to get a storyline going through where, like, um, MI5 is starting to, like, look into them. So I can really recommend it because it's, like, really short-form uh, uh, fiction. Mm-hmm. It's obviously, oh, hopefully it's fiction. But, yeah, short-form fiction. And um, The Amelia Project is charming. 
and fun. And uh, if you have a chance, and if you really like a comedy podcast, you can do worse than that. Cool. Okay, so for show talk, um, we, we started talking about the themes in uh, Super Awesome Showdown. Some mm-hmm. of the some of like the overall messages maybe you wanted to like put into the stories, and you have a big hand in creating these. Yeah. So um, I remember the last time I the last one I saw sat in on was like a year ago. We 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 went into like cosmic like level horror stuff. Like we mm-hmm. wanted to do some like Cthulhuian style stuff. So mm-hmm. would that be more of a theme, or would that just be an element of what you wanted to have in there? That's definitely a theme, mm-hmm. in my opinion. So you're talking about like the next season that we're going to be doing, which is the Cthulhuian stuff. Yeah. So I mean, uh, was the, yeah. So so that's the overall theme, not just like oh Cthulhu shows up for uh, an episode or for yeah. a show. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so maybe we shouldn't spoil that too much. But yeah, yeah. How about this the, season's theme? The season that we're finishing up, that we've pretty much completed now. The theme was uh, it was more like the many. Like the hero is like the hero. A hero is like the hero of the many, mm-hmm. whereas like a villain will uh, is like the um, like a, like a hero will sacrifice themselves for the many. Right. But like the villain will sacrifice the many for themselves, right? Yeah, that's a that's one way. That's that's one very classic kind of villain. Yes. Yeah, where like, they want them, and they're on like small group to succeed at like, the you know, the risk of, you know, killing thousands of people, or not just, but not like necessarily killing, but like creating like a worse life for them, and not really caring yeah. and stuff. I think that's the that's a very successful kind of like story villain. Yeah. A lot of times, because like uh, villains, like in real life, you know, it's just like a corrupt, like or a, a dictatorial power, or mm-hmm. someone who is saying they they may be benefiting a lot of people, but it'll be at the expense of a lot of other people. Yeah. So like, uh, but for story wise, it's really good because it's uh, easy to like not root for that guy. <laughs> yeah. Because you know, if you get more complex, then you start having people saying, "Well, I see where he's coming from." And those are good stories. Uh-huh. But if you want a very basic good versus evil story, you need something like Star Wars. Yeah, because, you know, you can't just have someone going around, um, like, in your daily life, like, if someone gets, like, you know, all the donuts, yeah, you know, one guy gets, you know, 19 of the 20 donuts, and he leaves the one donut for you and your, like, five friends to share, like, you know, it's kind of... The hero in that situation messed up. doesn't eat a donut. But, you know, this is not something, personally, that, like, I mean, it's like, a, it's a personal story, but I feel like... It's a personal thing for me to like get out there, you know, and talk about. But I feel like um, shows and fiction should have themes. Yeah. And it's not like this is like the strongest theme that I believe in or anything like that. But it, I think it gives more depth to something. If you have a theme behind something, there's more depth and there's more like uh, re rewatch value. You can go oh, back yeah, and be like, oh, this is what they're saying with that. Well, I guess that's why I... And it I, makes things, like, instead of, like, something weekly, you have to pump something weekly out, which is kind of like, you know, we, we do, like, monthly stuff, but, like, um, we all have jobs and everything, right. so it kind of, it's more or less, like, a weekly thing, right? Yeah. So, but, like, we, we do this, and, like, it's, like, um, where was I going with this? Yeah, I, I don't want it to feel like we have to do this show, like, to put a show out, right? Right. I want it to feel like this is actual, like, a long-lasting, like, um, kind of fiction that you can enjoy like you know literary kind of yeah. feel to it well, that's what some of the stuff yeah like you're right about like if there's a theme you'll you'll probably enjoy it a lot more like uh, the reason i liked uh say babylon 5 a lot mm-hmm. is because it has the theme of like government overreach or mm-hmm. and like like the earth government is basically turning like a uh, fascist mm-hmm. and these other groups have to like 
like the League of Non-Aligned Worlds, they're much smaller powers, and they have to band together and be selfless in order to achieve a goal of uh, defeating the Shadows, which are like super powerful ancient aliens. Yeah. Uh, what was it, like um, Deep Space Nine? That too was like about the darker side of um, these big organizations. People had to lie, cheat, and steal. So that's why it's more rewatchable than like Next Generation, which they're usually very like moral. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a, yeah, a lot of morality. So uh, really with uh, Next Generation, I can watch episodes. Uh, with um, Deep Space Nine, I can watch the, pretty much the whole series. Hmm. And so, yeah, because there are better themes. Mm-hmm. And so the themes in Next Gen are more like in this episode, there's a theme. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, same with like Ghost in the Shell. The, the theme is always like uh, government behaving or people in position of authority behaving poorly. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, like the... The theme of the season in Super Awesome Showdown before this one was more like a corporation just having the ability to do whatever they want and like yeah. change the world and how much uh, power does a corporation have like over, you know, animals and people and stuff like that. And people who can't like speak for themselves like a like a manta ray fish <laughs> type thing. Yeah. And then this next season was more like um, who's really in control, you know, like kind of like a, you know, wake wake you up and kind of see what's going on and, I think and, there, and we did we do have like a con, like the main villain was like the Illuminati basically yeah. in this past season and, and I think that does lead well into the next season if we're doing a Cthulhu thing because like who is really in control like the Eldridge style horror of like ancient gods actually like being <laughs> the powerful one yeah that fits in well yeah it's a, it's a secret though it's and I, I'm not going to give anything away don't give anything away yet, but I don't know anything actually either because I haven't sat in on any of those uh, writing sessions. But yeah, that's kind of uh, that's what it is. Um, uh, that's actually Derek's theme, so he he came up with the theme for this next season. So if it I sucks. Did. It's all on him. Yeah. There we go. I think it's actually going to be a little bit more interesting than this last one because maybe it's something that I feel like this theme is a little bit harder to follow. Maybe when it, all the shows come out on YouTube, and we kind of see this as like one kind of crystallized kind of season, we'll kind of maybe see, like, oh, cool. Did we follow everything that we wanted to do? Did, like, all of the things that we were thinking about, like, um, come out? Could could someone, could a scholar watch our show and be like, okay, I got something out of it, rather than just, you know, um, kind of like a soap opera kind of feel? No, I yeah. get you. And, you know, and I think that when you really think about it, and if you, like, watch it all, you, you kind of pick up on that. Mm-hmm. All right, so I think that's a good amount of show talk. So how about we do just a little bit of news, and then we'll call it a day. Nine minutes. I have to leave in nine minutes. I it's already. I already have a news theme. You don't have to like add your mouth news theme. Stop. Stop it. Stop it. Okay, so you, listen. I, I I do this news because it's we. I said I would, and I'm gonna keep my promise. So what's this deal about this uh this stewardess? Okay, let's see. A flight attendant uh says that you shouldn't drink coffee on planes. And why is that? Uh, she says because the pipes are rarely cleaned. Oh, I thought there was gonna be like something about like maintaining the right amount of sleep, because usually they're, they're pretty good about that. Like they'll like turn off the lights. She's not so, our babysitter. No, no, like, <laughs> like you know, actually coffee. Do, they actually do that. They like they'll like turn off the lights in like a day flight to encourage but, you to sleep because you're changing time. Yeah, zones. but they're not gonna be like. Well, I, excuse I, me, I, sir. Don't. Well, like, no, I know that's they don't. Like, do hey, that. everybody! Hey, everybody! You need to sleep. Oh, exactly. They don't do that. They just turn off the lights. She and you... recommends Coke out of a can or Diet Coke. Oh, yeah. So, see, it, yeah, it's, it's a cleanliness thing. It is a cleanliness thing. But they know what I, they're doing I... for sleep because they, they travel time zones a lot. No, I, I get it. I just, I don't think they would 
tell people. Well, they I know that's like a weird bossy thing to tell well, someone. Well, they don't. That's why they just they just turn off the lights. <clears throat> and then if you sleep, you sleep. If this, you don't... This is also just one person's opinion. If you want to drink the coffee, I, I, exactly. drink the I, coffee. I think you're missing the overall point of what I'm trying to say. I, they, I know they don't tell you not to sleep. They don't not serve you coffee. But they do put you in a position where you can sleep when you should sleep. So that you do sleep and then you don't have jet lag. She also, okay, wait. She also says that you shouldn't ask a flight attendant to help you store your luggage. I don't know if I believe this. This woman, this woman sounds like she's full of shit. Yeah, yeah. She says, we do not get paid until the boarding door is closed. And I don't believe that not because, because you're doing work. Yeah, exactly. You're doing work. You're on the clock. Yeah, when you have to go through security as part of your job, you should be getting paid for that. And, and you're sitting there, like, saying hi to people. You're yeah, not gonna... oh, yeah, that's part of your job. I'm not allowed to interface with customers at my job if I'm not on the clock. She says, if we get hurt while putting the bag in the overhead bin, we do not get to write it off as an on-job injury. Okay, you know I what? bet a lawyer would have a great oh, day with that one. You'd see, I don't, you'd see yeah. like, dollar signs in yeah. his eyes. Like, Wait, what? You hurt your back putting luggage for your job as a flight attendant? Yeah. No, 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 you are, you are getting paid, man. We are getting paid, man. She uh, says that the, the table tray is covered, but I bet they c clean everything. She oh says yeah, they're they, covered in germs, but I bet they clean everything. Well, they That's clean like, everything, there's a crew but, that comes in and yeah, cleans. I mean, everything's covered in germs. Like Exactly. It just depends to what degree. Mm -hmm. She says she, she recommends that you bring a moistened towelette to wipe him down. Okay, is she like, does she have like a kit, like one of those like Q-tips and the, and the Petri dish to... To see like how much germs there are, or is she just like pulling this out of her ass? I think she's pulling a lot of this out of her ass. I don't know. Um, I already distrust this woman. It's funny because um, the airline actually made a statement uh, oh. to Inside Edition based on what she said. <laughs> it's really long. I'm not gonna read it. Okay, don't but, worry about that. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm. I'm betting like the truth is more on this in this case on the airline side because it sounds like something that. You would get sued over immediately if they said, "Oh, hey, um, you don't, you have to do work, but we're gonna need you to not get paid for that work." Uh, same with the pilot. If you're not in the air, you're not getting paid. So taxiing, doing pre-flight checks, um, all that stuff, you're not getting paid for. So I, I don't think so. So you get paid per flight? Is that what you're saying? No, no, I'm just saying like that they wouldn't do that with a pilot or anyone else. Like they wouldn't say like, "Oh, you." Well, I'm wondering if she means like they don't get paid because they get paid per flight. Maybe. I, but that's still part of your duty. Yeah, then you, I feel like greeting guests and helping with luggage and stuff. That'd and be part of the flight. That's part of, like, yeah, that's yeah. part of everything that goes yeah, into that. If you're wearing flight. a uniform, that's part of the job. Yeah, yeah, if you show up and you're in your workplace and you're greeting customers, you're you're working. You're working. Yeah. So, so someone's full of shit. It's either the airline, but it feels like more. The like airline didn't even address that issue. <laughs> Actually, I'm looking. I'm looking at it. Uh, they just talked about the clean water. And they're like the relationship with the EPA. That sounds like something. Yeah, that sounds like something they're not even going to address because that sounds so silly. They'd be like, no, no, we, we have a clock in system. Like they, they have to clock in. Yeah. All right. Um, that's actually. I, I think that's an actually an okay bit of news. Thank you, Matt, for looking. Yeah, that up. it's Google News. It's, it's just on All my right. phone. Google suggested that as an article I might want to read. And you know what? They were right to do so because it was great for the podcast. Yeah, we all know about it. So I'm going to thank all you listeners out there, all five of you, for tuning into the Transmit Podcast. Uh, super awesome showdown option. I'm Spike. I'm Victor. I'm Amanda. And we'll see you next time. Bye.